Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio. This is episode 157 for May 27th, 2016. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And I'm Adrian Michaud. And yeah, that's it tonight. Trevor that's and Matthew it. are away. So just the yep. hardest working people continuing yeah. on, pushing through adversity, mm-hmm. getting the podcast done, hopefully with a minimum of edits. <laughs> it's going to be short tonight, I think, with it, Trevor and Matthew on it. So. No, no swearing, no bleeps, nope. one cut all the way through. Yeah, it's going to be this. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so they've left the newbie and uh, the uh, new guy, who's no yeah. longer the new guy because I'm the newbie, uh, <laughs> to do the show. And so it's like uh, we were talking about it. It's almost like, you know, mom and dad have left and, and uh, either this can go really well or it could go really, really badly. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the, at the least, it, it may be really short, nice and short and sweet. Yeah. True. Well, yeah, Matthew's not here, and and Trevor, well, Trevor's not here, so we know that what we did in Guns is going to be quite short, so. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be about half half an hour cut off the what we did in Guns part. Mm, Yeah, so, Adriel. Less archery, too. (laughs) No archery talk. (laughs) Um, Adriel, what did you do in Guns? Uh, Let's see, so you remember that I was talking about that hacked up Partis uh, SS that I, uh, that I, modified uh the other week i got out to yeah. shoot that one how'd it work uh, awesome awesome really? oh yeah just ate up everything uh and and last show i was mentioning that um it it won't shoot three inch shells really well it, it kind of beats it up a little bit yeah. and uh, a listener actually contacted us on facebook and said hey i've i had one of those weather bees i've got one of those um heavy load uh, uh pistons i'll okay. send it to you so hey. He's mailing it to me, so I'll get to try that out. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. So I wanted to just say uh, thanks for that because, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely like to try that in uh, in the Pardises and the Pardi, if you will, just because. I was going to ask. You've got multiples, right? So it's Pardis if you have one. It is it Pardi if you have multiples? <laughs> like I think so. Once you get to five, it's the Pardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was also going to ask you about that too. Now, with all of the modifications you've you've done to the loading gate, yeah, um, it, it's the aluminum. It's just the exposed aluminum. Are you going to paint that at all? Or are you going to leave it just the way it is? Yeah, someone else asked about that. They're like, "Are you going to paint that and make it not look uh, so garbagey?" And uh, no, no, I no, I will not. <laughs> it's aluminum, so it won't rust. Uh, no. So uh, no, it's gonna stay like that. Yeah, but my OCD would be playing so hard on that. I'd have to paint it. I don't know. Anyways, you okay. probably wouldn't have chosen a 1997 uh, ten cent Chinese piece for the uh, uh, bolt release button either, right? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks cool, though. It does look uh, cool. Uh, it's, it looks mean. It'll it'll really stick out on the gun rack at uh, three gun, and no one will want to steal it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, it was, it, yeah. it was 220 bucks. It was a $220 shotgun. So I, I could, I, you know, I, I probably should have put all that nice stuff on it, but uh, I just didn't want to. I just wanted to just put on my Bubba hat and, and go at it. So anyways, I got out and shot it. Uh, it ran flawlessly. Uh, I'm going to use it at my uh, my next three-gun competition unless my uh, recoil comes in for my uh, recoil spring comes in for my Stoger. And if you, even if it does, I need to get that Stoger out and shoot it with the recoil spring to make sure it's working correctly. So I'll probably be, be uh, taking the Pardus to the next competition. When's that? Uh, oh, I don't know. A couple weekends. A couple weekends in the future okay. here. Yeah, so right. i got a little bit of time. I think I'll do a range trip again this weekend so I can uh, just beat up that Pardus a little bit more. Like One of the things about a, a new shotgun is that everything's kind of like rough and... So, I, you know, you need to use it and, and abuse it and, and really run some ammo through it so that it kind of smooths it out. 
so I'll probably get up to that this weekend. Um, yeah. You need to run some three inch magnums through it. More. Yeah. Just really <laughs> beat it in. Yeah. Shoot some more of those. Um, and then, well. uh, I, I got out and shot that Ruger American Rimfire. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, listener Jason had hooked me up with that to uh, test out. So got out, shot it, did some video, did some photos. Uh, yeah, really nice, really slick little uh, 22. It's got an, a, like a, a, a completely adjustable stock system on it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's not extendable. It doesn't, it doesn't telescope or anything like that. But you can change out the stock for one that has a shorter length of pull or more or less uh, uh, length of pull. Cool. Um, uh, you can get it. Well, sorry, the, the cheek riser, you can get something that's a little bit higher, a little bit lower. So something that'll work with iron sights, which it comes with, um, or with a scope, which I think pretty much everyone's running on 22s these days anyways. Hmm. You liked yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the you know, Ruger's, uh, Ruger's putting in a lot of features into their rifles. Uh, some of the other uh, rifle manufacturers out there, are you know using the kiss, kiss principle? They're use they they have less features, uh, but Ruger just tries to jam in a whole bunch more, and uh, and it shows on the on the rimfire. It's got I like for example, it's got a really nice bolt release. The bolt's got this nice little button on the side. Uh, it shoots the Ruger ten twenty two mags, so you can use the rotary tens in there or the twenty fives, uh, and uh, it's drilled and tapped for sights. Um, what I didn't really like about it, I'm just looking it over here. Mm-hmm. Um, the bolt sticks kind of far out from it, so it doesn't doesn't sit really nicely in a in a gun case. If you put okay. it down bolt side down, uh, it's not like really tight. Uh, that could also cause issues if you're carrying it with a sling, because uh, you could snag it and accidentally open it up and drop a, a twenty two on the ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who cares? But you know, it's yeah. possible. Or, or more likely, it could unlock it or or knock it uh, up enough, and then you pull it out to shoot at something, and it's unlocked and it doesn't uh, doesn't fire. Mm. Uh, and then I also, I, I didn't really like the, the rear iron sight. It just, it's quite far up on the receiver. So it's, it makes for a short, uh, uh, sight length and uh, a longer sight length would be just, I don't know, more accurate. Um, but again, who uses iron sights anymore these days? Nobody. (laughs) Even for 22. Yeah. I don't know. Like optics are nicer. Uh, optics are a red dot is just, just a, a nicer way to go. And I think in a ten, in a, a bolt action 22, where you're going to get a lot more accuracy out of it. I, th- I, I even, even just like a two to seven scope, which is uh, w- what's on this mm-hmm. uh, 22. That's perfect for this kind of shooting. Yeah. 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 It's a nice yeah. little gun though, right? It's yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's, accurate. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. All the, all the bolt action 22s these days are ridiculously yeah. accurate. They're, yeah, the, the ammo holds them back a lot. I tried it with, um, oh, what did I try it with? A bunch of different bulk ammo, and then I tried it with some SK uh, standard and some yeah. SK rifle match, and uh, that, that stuff came in uh, quite a bit more accurate than the other stuff, yeah. just more consistent. And uh, and it also really liked the the Winchester bulk, like, 555 boxes. Really? I hate that stuff. It's got like an ugly flat, like uh, yeah. hollow point in it. But I found it; it works so well in uh, in some of my uh, uh, bolt actions. So wow. it's just the it's just the weirdest thing because it's this cheap ammo. When we look at it, it's so ugly, but accurate. I know my ten twenty two hates it. Yeah, well, so, the semis should hate it because they've got they've got a really flat, flat. Uh, nose on yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, a really big hollow point, and yeah. uh, not great for uh, for semi autos, but. So, are you going to give it back to him? <laughs> well, I told him I might sell it on him because uh, he was he was he was asking if I wanted to buy it. I'm like, well, not really, but uh, I might just sell it on him because uh, I I took some really nice pictures of it because I had to for my website, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Since those are the now pictures of the rifle, I could just throw it on up on CGN. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that uh, that sell stuff on uh, Canadian Gun Nuts, they just they don't have really nice pictures, so they take uh, the ones off the web. Yeah, or or yeah. or they just they take you know potato quality pictures with their phone, and you can't really tell what it is. Yeah. Whereas I I found if if I put a if I take my time and and do like a really nice uh, photo shoot with mm-hmm. some like real nice details in there, uh, my stuff sells right away. So yeah. I like. Uh, so is he going to he he does want to sell it then? Yeah. 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 Okay. He got uh I believe he got a a, a nice ten twenty two. So mm. he just wanted to go to the semi route. Okay. Those are fun too. Yeah. Yeah. It is. 
you know, yeah. especially if you're doing competitions and all that. Bolt action is nice if you're if you're hunting. Yeah, I don't know. Even even for a gopher, I I kind of like a semi in a in, in a seventeen HMR. Yes, mm-hmm. bolt action because you're gonna like anything with a hundred yards, it's toast. But uh, <laughs> twenty two, if it's at eighty yards and you're using a bolt action, you might miss. Uh, so it's kind of yeah. nice to have that follow up shot in a semi. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and just kind of you know hose them. <laughs> <laughs> Poor gopher. Oh, we had a. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't follow up with Trevor if he actually uh, got um, the gopher again. Remember the gopher that has been taunting him along his... I think he would have told us if he would have... Uh, yeah, he probably would have. ...taken it out. Yeah, I think the gopher has won this, this round. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to go gopher hunting this uh, this last weekend, but it rained the whole weekend. And if it's raining, they... Uh, uh, so, gopher means different things in different places here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Gopher is a... a Richard's pocket squirrel, I think is what they're <laughs> called. Uh, they're kind of little. They're not, they're not really big. Yeah. Um, and uh, if it's sunny, they're out like crazy. If it like the hotter, the better, the sunnier, the better. If it's raining, they don't really come out. So yeah. I didn't see anything. I didn't even bother take going out for them. Uh, I really hope that there's some, some nice weather coming up here because I would love to get out and uh, do a little bit of gopher shooting. All right, Matthew, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in guns this week? Uh, Saturday went to SFRC. I normally go on Saturdays anyways just to check it out, see what they have new. But uh, with the handgun fundamental course that's coming up with RJ, um, I had to get some more 9mm. One to practice with and two to actually do the course with. So I picked up some of that. Uh, I got the Wolf Ammo Reloads. I know that Matthew hates them, but my gun loves them, so... Uh, what else did I do? I had a fun shoot at the Brockville Range on Sunday, and uh, there was 15 people there, and I came in third place. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What, so, uh, what kind of competition was it? It was a 10-22. It was a rimfire. Okay. So uh, it was uh, 25 yards and 50 yards, and it was all standing except for the last round, and that was benching a 10-22, like seriously. <laughs> um Kevin, uh, you know Kevin. Well, he came in second place, and our friend Marty came in first place. And yeah, um, everybody. I was the only lady on the line, and uh, I was probably the youngest person there besides Kevin. And yeah, anyways, <laughs> it was lots of fun. Um, and I think I surprised a few of the men that were there. They were all really nice. They were sweet. And yeah, anyways, they at the last when you were benching the, mm-hmm. the, the rifles, um, I didn't bench mine. I used my sling and I actually just, you know, sh- shot off the bench with my elbows and my sling. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, beforehand they were going, would you like, would you like my rest? Would you like, and I'm going, no, I'm okay. And Kevin's behind them saying, and behind me saying to everybody, don't bother. Her. She's stubborn. Just leave her. Just let her be. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kick your butts anyways. You don't need to help her. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, but yes, I uh, I came in third place. I was really, really happy with it. I would have uh, liked to have a little bit uh, of a higher score, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was happy with it. And we were, one of the uh, targets was uh, shooting uh, varmints and my varmint was a squirrel. So I, I, I did kill a squirrel, I guess. So. Paper squirrel? It was a paper squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> And that I this week as well, I spent a lot a lot of time working on the charity shoot stuff. Uh, we had prizes that were coming in. I went yesterday and I went to this place called Task uh, Task Force Targets. Have you ever ever heard of them? No, I haven't. Uh, the guy that runs the or owns it, his name is Jody, and uh, he's ex military, but he supplies all the targets to um, the RCMP military. Um, you know, he ships them all across Canada and all that as well. But yeah, I went over to his place and he gave us targets and backers for the charity shoot and just a ton of them. Like it was really awesome. We, uh, he gave us a lot of his stuff free as well. And some of the targets that he had were amazing. So I'm really excited about, uh, about shooting them. Um, but also the fact that, you know, he gave us some um, free stuff so we can give them away to people as well. So if you get a chance, check them out. It's Task Force Target. So anyways. Cool. So that's what I did in gun. See, that was really short, right? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so upcoming events. We should probably talk about Archie Perry still, right? I think uh, we should. Yeah. Yeah, just like <laughs> after, yeah. after you know what we have an, an opportunity for here is uh, to succinctly describe uh, what it is that you can uh, win. Uh, quote unquote win and, and uh, how yeah, much and how much and the raffle tickets and <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we're giving away a, a Matador Arms SKS stock and rail. Uh, you can. Enter by sending an EMT to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And the uh, tickets, quote-unquote tickets, are $5 each or 5 for $20. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> See? No math involved. Excellent. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, he messaged us and let us know that uh, Archie's Dominion Arms 1911 came in too, didn't he? Yeah, he was... He was uh, rather impressed with it uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, always surprising when you're talking about trevor and you're talking about sks's or norinko's and <laughs> and 1911s yeah and 1911s <laughs> this is like almost a trifecta <laughs> yeah he said it was really nice he said that it's got an extended uh, magazine catch it has the three dot uh, steel sights and an extended uh, slide lock and it's got ambi safeties and it's got a full length beaver, beaver tail as well so he actually said it's a really nice uh, 1911. He would almost even like to have one of them. I think. I think I'm putting words in his mouth, aren't I? Well, they're 270 bucks, so <laughs> it's not a lot. Like it's not a lot of money, man. That's cheap. No. Oh, that's so cheap. Yeah, and one stalls. Big shout out to them because they they sent uh, they sent it with uh, free shipping. Basically, they paid for the shipping, so that was really cool of them to do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they- I, so. I guess they have more. These are the Dominion Arms, though. These aren't the Norinco ones, but they're... That's, yeah, they're Dominion Arms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, Canada yeah. Now. It's hard to impress Trevor, though. You got to admit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, well, I mean, yeah, he was impressed with this one, but uh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about it a little bit, but I, I just... I don't want to get geared up <laughs> for reloading 45 ACP. Here's the thing I don't like. I love 45 ACP. I like the uh, I like the bullets, I mm-hmm. like the recoil. Uh, what I don't like is picking, picking the brass up out of the grass and off the ground. And like the, it, it, the brass is so expensive for 45. Mm. Whereas with 9mm, I, I buy uh, buckets of it from, uh, from places that have cops go shoot and practice at the places. They don't reload. So mm-hmm. I'll get I'll, you, you can get like thousands of them for, for nothing. Uh, whereas the 45 ACP is quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's cheaper to shoot. All right. So let's, let's talk about Ronnie DeGroote. So Ronnie DeGroote, uh, rock out with your Glock out, Steel Challenge. It's on June 4th. Wow, that's coming up quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, the Steel Challenge stages have been set. You got the Accelerator, the Pendulum, the Smoke and Hope, and the Showdown. So that's going to be at the Rustigush, uh Gun uh, Club. So uh, check it out there. Uh, the sixth annual charity shoot in support of Soldier On. It's going to take place on June 25th, and that's happening here in Kingston at the Brockville District Fish and Game Club. If you're interested, you can contact New Shooter Canada or you can check out the events page. Uh, we do have a couple of new sponsors that are on that as well. We got Lance uh, Shooting Supplies. We also have um, who else came on recently? Well, Task Force Targets. They came on as well. So, yeah. Check them. Check us out. Uh, come out on June twenty fifth. It's going to be a ton of fun. I wish you could come, Adriel. It's uh, it's a little bit of a drive for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Take a week off to get here, and then you can come for the day, and then turn around to get another week to get home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, Got Your Six? Yeah, the uh, Got Your Six is a Wounded Warrior charity shoot that's being held at the Edson Fish and Game One Mile Range in Alberta. It'll be from July 16th to 17th. You can go to gotyoursixshoot.com for more information. Uh, and that one is sold out, but they've got a waiting list. Okay. What about the next one as well? Next one Jason? here is, I'll, I'll take the rest, all the rest here. Okay. Uh, the next here is the 2016 CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championship. That'll be at the Wa- uh, Wapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie, September 1st to 4th. Uh, there's going to be a Stoger day that uh, the gun dealer in Stoger Canada are throwing at the Woodstock Pistol and Rifle Club. That's Saturday, June 4th, between 10 and 3 p.m. 
please bug them and try to encourage them to bring in some 24-inch barrel uh, Stoger 3500s, please. Yes. Uh, the Western Canadian Challenge is open June 30th and July 1st. That's uh, Sporting Clays, and that'll be at the Golden District Rod and Gun Club. And finally, Fire Art Solutions is uh, is running some training. So this will be their active killer defense course. Mm-hmm. That's August 22nd in London, Ontario. The course is $150, and it's free for teachers. Is that like public and private school teachers kind of thing? Yeah, it's free for teachers and the administrators. So all they have to do is show their ID. Very cool. All right. Yeah. And uh, for uh, for more information on that, just visit Fast's website for more details. And I'll add that link to the uh, show notes today. Mm-hmm. I was talking to RJ and he asked us to, to add that because he was on last week and he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a different way to sign up for it. So he just wanted to for us just to let people know about it because of the fact that one, the course fee is a little different than he thought it'd be. It's $150 and it's being, you can go on to Fire Art Solutions Training and get the link there to sign up for it, but it's going to be uh, through the uh, activekillerdefense.com um, that's, you'll have to do the sign up, so yeah. I see, yeah. 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 Well, and it's, I like the news on uh, it being free for teachers and administrators is really cool as well. Yeah, they're really trying to actually ensure that uh, teachers, administrators, school administrators are, are getting some training so that they can help, um, you know, save some lives. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, in the news, uh, James, James sent us this, uh, not last week, but the week before, but I thought we would put it in so that we could talk about it a little bit. It's something that's been happening, uh, it kind of links back to what we were just talking about with uh, with RJ. Um, man arrested after firearms complaint in Dick Bay. So I'll give you the story here. It says, a man was arrested yesterday after a firearms complaint near a school in Dick Bay. At approximately 2 p.m., Digby RCMP responded to a 9-11 call reporting a man walking near... Uh, Digby Elementary School carrying an assault rifle and a bag, a duffel bag. Officers immediately responded uh, and the school was put into lockdown as a precautionary. The unarmed man was quickly located by police on the trails near the school and arrested without incident. Officers located the firearm in the woods close uh, to where the arrest was made and police seized an unloaded semi-automatic rifle and ammunition, also locating uh, the duffel bag that the man had been carrying. A 21-year-old Digby man is facing several firearms-related charges and will appear in the Digby Provincial Court later date the investigation is ongoing so yeah thanks to uh james for providing that um but yeah it just goes to show you that it's important for um you know teachers administrators and all that they were talking about the lockdown mm-hmm. and uh, we've had no. we had a couple of these stories recently haven't we yeah and um you know without further context it's hard to say whether this was yeah. you know someone uh, not observing correct transportation uh, procedures, or whether it was someone with uh, like truly malicious at- intent. But right. uh, at the very least, it doesn't sound like uh, he was uh, doing something that was very smart. Um, and just uh, I had to look it up because I'm f- <laughs> I'm from the west coast. Digby's in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Uh, so give you a little give you a little. See, I'm an East Coast girl, right? So. If you're at St. John, New Brunswick, you can take the ferry over to Digby. So it's at the bottom of Nova Scotia. Just saying. (laughs) Somewhere over there in the east. (laughs) Near the sea. (laughs) It is near the sea. Okay. Yes, it's in Nova Scotia. All right. Uh, Tonight's main topic. Are you ready for it, Adriel? I'm ready. Okay. So, all right. I am somebody who has is pretty new to guns, right? I'm I'm a newbie, and I have my I have my pistol, so I have my Glock 17. I have my AR, which is completely built, and now I have a BR 99 as well. So, am I ready for three gun? I don't know. Am Maybe. I? Maybe. Okay. Well, I, I think the first thing to think about would be uh, um, where you're going to be shooting and what the rules are there. Because mm. here in Canada, there like in in the states, there's Three Gun Nation, and they have like a standard set of rules. And there are uh, a, a few other regulatory bodies out there that uh, that have some standard rules. Here in Canada, I think there's one or two ranges that run with uh, Three Gun Nation rules, okay. and a lot of the other ones run what's called outlaw, where uh, basically the, the rules are different. So they're they're different per range. 
So I guess it, I guess that's a long way of saying it really depends on uh, on where you're considering shooting and uh, whether you're considering doing uh, road trips or, or shooting at other clubs as well. Okay, so you really have to be aware of what the what each range has for what they're shooting. Yeah, especially if if um, if within your local area there's only one club that does it, well, mm-hmm. you build your build your kit out to uh, to work with the rules for that club. Okay. Uh, you know, within uh, within rules, especially on shotguns, there's kind of uh, there's kind of three different uh, categories that you can get into. There's okay. your uh, pump action shotguns, mm-hmm. um, which you may need to use if you're going to run, I believe, the heavy metal division. Um, there's your um, uh, uh, your division where you can run optics on your AR, run a pistol with no optics, and run a shotgun with no optics. And it, within that division here in Canada, most people will run a, a, a tube-fed semi-automatic shotgun. Okay. That's the, the general most popular uh, category because it's the easiest to gear up for. And then finally, there's open division. Open division, uh, again, depending on your club... Uh, will be magazine fed or uh, running optics on your shotgun. So okay. I think with your BR99, you would fit into the open, open? division in uh, in most uh, clubs. Okay. And so you would you'd be facing up against people who are running race pistols, uh, ARs with multiple optics, where they might have like a scope and a red dot on the side, uh, and that kind of business. Okay, so I'm totally I'm going to have to pick a new shotgun. <laughs> so well, let's. It- Let's talk about that. It, de- it, it depends on your range. So my, my range local here uh, uh, in Edmonton, Chaz, uh, we run three gun. We don't run divisions. We don't run classes. So okay. it's just bring what you got kind of a thing. So some guys are running pumps. Some guys are running semis. Some guys are running race pistols. Some guys are running just, you know, regular old stuff. No one runs a revolver. Uh, but, uh, but pretty much everything else, uh, you, you definitely see out there. Okay. Um, so we don't, we don't have divisions, um, so people can kind of run whatever. So just given that this is Canada and, and three gun isn't a, a hugely popular sport and it's definitely not very well standardized, mm-hmm. uh, definitely take a look out there and see what your local ranges, uh, regulations are. Yeah. There's a few ranges in my area. So in Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, there's quite a few ranges that do run three gun as well and i know that uh, out east that it's getting to be popular as well so hmm. it's it's a lot of fun and i think yeah. um when you when it comes to shotgun sports there's clays and trap and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff that's you not moving and shooting yeah. a clay pigeon or a clay pigeon that's rolling around on the ground or something like that and yeah. then there's three gun and and it's like night and day completely different Yep, dynamic. Everybody's very dynamic. Very dynamic, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about shotguns a little bit because, again, I have a BR-99. Uh, let's, maybe I might want to choose something that's a little bit different. Uh, what are some of the things that you probably really need to consider? So, uh, Well, well yeah. one, of the, one of the things that I really like about the BR-99 is – uh, some people out there are really comfortable with their with their AR-15. They mm-hmm. know the the ergonomics of it. They know how to use it really well and run it really well. And uh, for a lot of new people, quickly loading a magazine tube on a shotgun is kind of hard. Like yeah. it's it's a skill unto itself. Now, if you're great at an AR and you just want to run mags on your shotgun, you can start doing that and be running uh, up and running a lot faster. You won't, you don't have to train up on that, uh, on that other gun as much because it's more similar to your AR than, uh, than the other two fed. I mean, the, the exact, the example I give a lot of people when they first start out with a, a semi-auto shotgun, that's two fed. Uh, there's a couple of like, buttons that do things on them that are kind of weird there's Mm -hmm. one that drops a shell onto the lifter and if there's no shell it locks the uh, it'll allow you to lock the bolt back uh there's the uh, bolt release itself some of those have like a front and back kind of a rock to them and those do different things so it's very different than than all semi semi-auto rifles out there and and uh semi and especially different compared to the uh, ar-15 so Uh, for people who just who are really great with their AR or want to minimize the amount of new stuff that they have to learn, it's not a bad idea. The other thing that you get to skip uh, when you use a magfed shotgun like the BR99 is that you don't have to uh, uh, you don't have to get shot shell carriers. 
Uh, because I believe with those yeah. mags, you can run, what, like a double AR pouch, and that'll fit uh, a BR-99 magazine? Yeah, it should. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. uh, that's uh, that can be an easier uh, component to find locally to to some people compared with uh, uh, the sh- the shell carriers that you have to run if you're running a tube fed shotgun. Right. So yeah. I, I guess I, I wouldn't throw the BR ninety nine away just yet. Uh, I would uh, I would definitely check out your regulations locally because it might be fine. It might be fine. Yeah. And you're right. So if I'm running an AR-15 for the rifle part of it, I can switch over to the BR-99. And you're exactly right. It's almost – everything on it is almost exactly like an AR. So it would be very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you should, and, and everyone should be running an AR for three-gun. There is no other rifle that's as, uh, as flexible and uh, as good for the purpose as an AR-15. Right. Some people will run their XCRs or their ACRs, and and those are great, but uh, they they do they don't have the flexibility of an AR-15. Right. Okay. So going back to so going back to shotguns, what mm-hmm. do you think? Like you have the you have bought so many shotguns in the last little while, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it, it, it it's a concerted effort. Uh, my my website, I had like one shotgun review on it for three years. For <laughs> I got so lots I'm, now. <laughs> I got lots now. So I said, nope, 2016, I am reviewing shotguns. I am doing shotguns. So I've, yeah, I've, uh, I've probably had maybe 10 go through my hands in, in the last uh, uh, half a year here. Uh, How many have you bought in the last month? Come on. Five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, uh, there, there's lots of them out there. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to three gun, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of things to consider for a shotgun. First, uh, you need to be able to run chokes. Uh, okay. You need the flexibility for chokes. I know that uh, the the most inexpensive shotguns out there, um, or or the ones that look like the most tactical, they'll have a cylinder bore uh, uh, fixed choke on it, so you can't change the choke. It's just cylinder bore, and those are great. That's that's like a great in-house kind of a shotgun. But when you get out to three gun and they put put a, a Texas Star. Uh-huh. Uh, which is a, a target that's uh, that's metal, and you need to knock these plates off. When they put that out at ten meters or fifteen meters, and you're using uh, seven and a half or number eight shot with uh-huh. just regular target shot shells, you won't knock that that steel over. So you'll be blasting it and and right on with your aim, and you won't knock that steel over. And uh, uh, with, often with uh, again depending on the club, but uh, often. With these uh, these shoots, you have to knock the steel off. <laughs> there's right. there's no oh I hit it. It's like no, p- prove it, knock it over. <laughs> so uh, so one of the, yeah one of the considerations definitely with uh, a three gun shotgun is that you need something that has interchangeable chokes. And I, I mean if if you have a fixed but it's a modified or something like that, you're mm-hmm. probably fine. But yeah. uh, a lot of them, a lot of shotguns that are fixed don't come uh, modified. They'll come like a lot of the old hunting shotguns are, are uh, a straight up full choke, which yep. isn't fantastic if you're going to run slugs. And uh, a lot of the newer tactical shotguns are fixed uh, cylinder bore. And those aren't great because you don't get enough pellets on the steel at, uh, at longer distances. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think what I else? talked about for five minutes there about chokes. <laughs> <laughs> What else should you consider? Like, what if I was, like, I'm a female, right? So should I look at the weight of the shotgun or should I not really have to worry about it because of the fact that if I'm doing three-gunning, I'm not, it's not like I'm carrying the shotgun all over the place, really. Yeah, uh, you know, weight is, there, there's something something to be said about weight. Uh, so here, here's the, here's okay. the, um, challenge though if you go for a really light shotgun mm-hmm. and then you have to shoot slugs on a stage it's going to kick the heck out of you that's true if you go for a heavier shotgun it swings slower and it's uh it's a little bit harder to uh move around because in, in within three gun most shotgun stages you'll see a lot of movement sometimes you have to go around barriers so mm-hmm. you, like lighter is better but uh only up to a point you don't <laughs> you don't want it kicking the heck out of you when you have to shoot yeah. the slugs what about barrel length then? So if you have to move around obstacles and all that, what type of barrel length? Because you can get anything, right? You can get 18, 20, 22, 24. What 28. Are you? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually running 28-inch barrels right now, but it's not by choice. No. Uh, it's it's because that's that's the length that the shotguns came in, and they were $220. Right. Uh, my buddy's got a, a, a more purpose-built competition shotgun, the Beretta 13-in-1 competition, mm-hmm. and it, it has a 24-inch barrel, and I really like that length. I've got some other shotgun barrels that are like 18-and-a-half-inch uh, length and uh, those 18s are just a little bit short for shooting clays mm-hmm. whereas that 24 is like a really nice blend at least for me in my in my opinion it's a really nice blend of long enough to shoot clays and to get a nice swing and a nice long sight plane yet uh, short enough that it's, it's really handy uh, it swings fast and it's easy to get in and out of uh, barriers and uh, ar- yeah. around barriers as well so I really like 24 inches as a as a length and if I could get my Stoger or uh, Partis in a 24, I would uh, I would definitely do that. You'd do it. Okay. Yeah. What about 20-gauge versus 12-gauge? Uh, for competition, I think I would go for the 12. And he, and here's why. Uh, they don't re- – like, it's very difficult to find 20-gauge uh, shell carriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of there's lots of uh, selection uh, selection out there for 12 gauge in terms of uh, the different uh, shell holders and that kind of thing. Not really a lot for uh, for 20 gauge. And the other thing that's kind of a dis- well that's a, a real clear disadvantage is that they use a lot lighter of a payload in, right. in terms of the weight of the shot. So a typical uh, payload for uh, a 12 gauge, you can get them in uh, one and one eighth ounce uh, shot, whereas your 20 gauge will be like seven eighths and, and kind of around there. So it's it's a lot less pellets, and it, it, it that that same thing I was talking about. You may have problems knocking over steel or okay. uh, or hitting a clay pigeon. Um, compared to with a, t- a 12 gauge as well. 12 gauge is more inexpensive. And if you accidentally uh, show up to a match that needs slugs and you don't have any, no one is going to have slugs for your 20 gauge. Right. <laughs> so you're hooped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, whereas uh, at yeah. least if you have a 12, you can say, Hey, I forgot we needed slugs. Can I buy some slugs off someone? And right. you know, someone will have some extras for you. So, okay. What about, uh, so what about like you've done a lot of modifications recently on your Partis? You've done the you've done an auto uh, bolt release, mm-hmm. right? You now have a tube extension on it. Yep. So and you trim down the loading gates. What other things can you do to these to make? And this is all about you know speeding up time and also sh- ensuring that you have uh, as many sh- shells on board as you can, right? And and the the speeding up, the thing about shotguns that takes the longest, you, you spend almost all your time reloading. Right. <laughs> it's really easy to pull the trigger a lot, like fast and, and dump shells all over the place. But load, like keeping a, a tube fed uh, shotgun fed is uh is is a chore and you need Uh to you need to be doing it a lot and spending a lot of time on it so the modifications that uh, that i've done on my shotguns are almost all related to speeding up the reloading process that's the uh uh get it like smoothing out that loading port or chopping it like i've done uh, uh-huh. You don't have to do that. Most people just end up uh, rounding them a little bit, like smoothing the uh, the loading uh, port so it's not quite as sharp. A lot of uh, factory 12-gauge shotguns will have uh, uh, sharp edges on it where you can hit your thumb or, or uh, just at least not get the shells smoothly into the, uh, uh, into the tube. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I've primarily mo- uh, modified on mine. The... Bolt release, like uh, ex- extending the size of the bolt release, is a big one because those buttons are really small. And mm-hmm. within within three gun, you want gross motor skill. You want like a big target to match with your hand and uh, and drop it forward. So the uh, the larger bolt release is like a, a, a I think a really important one. Um, now it's uh, extending the the magazine. Is uh, is an interesting one because here in Canada we've got some uh, uh, oddly worded magazine laws. Well, I mean, there, there's really only two ways you can go about it. You can you we we could have made magazine laws that depend on what it's used in, which would have been really tough because what happens if you've got two firearms in one bag and a magazine that works in both of them? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So instead, they they said, okay, well, let's make the laws around what it's made for. So let's say you've got. Uh, a shotgun that only shoots two and three quarter inch shells. Well, your tube's going to fit five of those, and that's that's the maximum that you can possibly fit in. 
Now, if your shotgun is made for a three-inch chamber, uh, you can fit five three-inch shells in there. Now, when you do the math on it, and I've, I've got a, a math article on, <laughs> on, the, on the Max Magazine capacity for shotguns, uh, when you do the math on it, you find out that, oh, you know, if I, if I have five and uh, a little bit more room, but not six, I can't fit six three-inch shells inside a three-inch uh, gun, uh, I can actually fit six two-and-three-quarter-inch shells because they're a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's only on the tube-fed shotguns. So uh, your magazines on, uh, on a, a mag-fed shotgun are still just going to be five, like, a, right. like your BR-99. Yep. Uh, but a three-inch chambered other shotgun, you can fit a, an extra one in there. Now, in a three-and-a-half-inch, like my Stoger, you can actually get two extras in. So now you're running seven in the tube, uh, and that's just in the magazine tube. Now, you can also ghost load it, which, if your shotgun supports it, you can uh, you can have one sitting on the lifter. Uh, and then you can also uh, put one in the, in the chamber uh, for an additional one. So... The, uh, the the capacity on tube-fed shotguns here in Canada <laughs> is all over the place, and it's uh, it's really hard because um, you know that that's just talking about the the ones that are really clear. What if your shotgun? What if the receiver doesn't have the chamber marked on it, but the barrels do? And what yeah. happens if the barrels come with different length chamber markings on them, <laughs> like the Remington eleven hundred? Uh, has different uh, barrels for different uh, lengths because right. it, it uses a uh, different uh, gas uh, uh, holes for uh, for the two and three quarter versus the three inch magnum, and uh, uh, so it's marked on the on the barrel, which is a bit goofy because the magazine tube stays on the shotgun, but you've got markings on the barrel. Uh, and what happens if it's just not marked on there at all? Because some of the tacticals don't have the the max length marked on it, or, or yeah. No, so, yeah. Or, or what if it's marked for three inch, but you but the chamber is actually uh, a three and a half inch. So there's there's a bunch of silliness that uh, that goes on with magazine tubes and and restrictions on shotguns, and uh, it's really hard to keep them <laughs> keep abreast of. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, long story short, for your semi-automatic uh, shotguns. You kind like in in Canada, you want the three and a half inch chamber so that you can get uh, uh, one more in the tube. Um, Pump actions, no restrictions. You can run as many as you want to. So if you've got a Remington 870, you can get that plus six, and uh, uh, it 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 matches up pretty flush with a a 20 inch 28 inch barrel. Um, But you know it's they take a little bit longer to uh, shoot because you have to pump as well at the same time. Yeah. So that's yeah. the difference. I was going to ask about the difference in speed between the MegFed uh, AR style or the pump or the semi-auto. Mm, I'm thinking that the semi-auto would probably be the the fastest, would it not? Yeah, I mean, your BR-99 and, and a tube-fed semi-auto are going to be about the same. Yeah. Uh, in your um, inertial-fed shotguns, the cycle time is going to be a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But in competition, you shouldn't be shooting that fast anyways. No one's... I, like only the world's best are are, are actually um, pulling the trigger on a target at faster than point uh, uh, two a second uh, splits, right? Right. They're not going to be Adriel sitting there and trying to do what magazine dump it. <laughs> <laughs> with, well, I'm not shooting at a target either, right? Seven seconds. That's yeah. true. Yeah, You're not going to hit anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you'd spray a bunch of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. you'd waste a lot of shells, and then you got to reload it. That takes way longer than 0. 0.7 of a second to <laughs> to reload the stupid thing, right? Yeah, that's true. You've been yeah. you've been doing a lot of practicing with the speed loading, the quad loading, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I started out just doing the the dual loads, where you just kind of hold two of them in your hands, stacked uh, front to tail, kind of a thing. And, uh, and that's that you get used to that and, and loading the shotgun that way. And <laughs> then after you get good at that, you can go onto the quad where you've got uh, four in your hand. And, uh, I, I find with, with two is just it, getting used to how that feels in your hand and, and getting used to, uh, uh, putting it in the shotgun in, in the way that needs to, when you're doing that load too. And then you can go onto the quad load, which is, uh, uh, it's, it's really just an extension of the load too. It's just holding one more in your hand getting used to uh to flattening your hand to uh to pop those in and uh it's it's a very fast way it's also catastrophic when, when you mishandle the shells <laughs> but I, I personally i think it's 
it involves less dexterity to do the quad load than to uh, strip four off and hold them in your hand and then feed them in one by one. I think that is more prone for error and, and it's a it's more of a skill to learn compared to quad loading, which is kind of just mashing them into the uh, tube uh, two at a time. Mm-hmm. But it does take practice to do it and to do it. And to do, there's pressure when you're in your three gun match, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, I like to uh, like what I did was just watch a lot of YouTube videos, try it myself uh, at home using dummies, and uh-huh. uh, it's important to have good good dummy shotgun shells. I don't this this isn't this wasn't apparent to me when I first started, but dummy shotgun shells like the snap caps, you yep. will tear them apart uh, practicing because they're they're plastic rimmed and they can't really handle a lot of abuse. Uh, whereas if you find some, if you may either make or buy some, uh, dummy rounds that have, uh, the brass rims on them, those mm-hmm. things are going to, they still get beat up. Like it's, it's the extractor on a, on a shotgun and the, uh, act of just mashing them in the tube will, will still beat those shot shells up, but, uh, they last a lot better than the, uh, the snap cap ones. And the other thing that you can do is weight them so that they uh-huh. have a similar weight and feel to a real shotgun shell, whereas snap caps do not have that same feel. They're more plasticky, they're lighter, they don't, yeah, they don't have the weight and they're not the same. Yeah, I think practicing with something that's going to be similar to what you're going to be using is probably a good idea. Yeah, and it just, it, um, it feels right. <laughs> <laughs> feels yeah, so right. I, I, uh, I, I've got this uh, Ipsic Timer app on my, uh, on my Android, uh, phone and it is awesome for because uh, you can you can dial the sensitivity down to where the as you're shucking the shells into the shotgun if you have the phone next to it it times those out as shots which I don't care about the number of shots I care about how much time it takes me to load my shotgun so I can hit the start and uh, and uh, get a beep out of it. And then uh, uh, immediately afterwards, I can see what my uh, my time was on the uh, on the reload itself, and then try to get try to like push myself faster and faster and faster until I start making mistakes, and then back it off a little bit. Right, that's a good way to learn. So, what about uh, the other things that I should be getting, like uh, oh, there's shell you know, there's caddies a, and all that? Well, there, there's there's a couple of other things that you can do to the shotgun itself. There's the extended bolt handle that some guys, some some people will put on like a really big uh, uh, okay. charging handle on it. I yep. don't think it's necessary on a on a tube fed semi auto. Mm-hmm. You you only really use it at the start of the match if you need to uh, uh, check things out. You only really use it then or if something goes wrong. And uh, that extended handle gets in the way more often than you think. That's where, you know, you're shooting around a corner or something like that, and your charging mm-hmm. handle starts hitting the wood and yep. causing feed problems in your shotgun. Uh, so it, it's optional at best. Okay. Um, uh, what else? I think that's... I think that's about it. I mean, I tried running a red dot on my 870 uh, mm-hmm. well, in three gun, and I really hated it for clays. Um, you know, for clays, I, I I just naturally aim down the barrel and uh, pull a trigger when the when the barrel's pointed at the clay and and you get <laughs> you break the clay. But with the red dot, it wasn't. It just doesn't feel as fast to me, and uh, you also get that that uh, height over bore offset to, to deal with, which some people right. do fine with. Um, but uh, I, I personally, it just wasn't for me. So uh, I, I prefer down the barrel than uh, running a red dot. So optics, not really just use the sights that are on it. Well, it's another thing to fail too. Like mm-hmm. you've, you, you know, on a, on a rifle, it's, it's doing something that's real. It's, it's making it, you know, point fast and everything. But mm-hmm. I just, I want less things that can possibly fail on, on, on my shotgun. I mean, the, the, the main thing to look for in a, in a three-gun shotgun, something that's reliable, something that right. you can count on to, uh, to fire every time you pull the trigger. Um, sometimes there's uh, 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 different targets where you have to make two shots in a row. And uh, let's say it's a, it flips a, a clay pigeon into the air and you don't shoot that clay pigeon because it jammed. You, that could add like a 15-second penalty, which is your Huge. your match is toast. Your match is toast <laughs> if that happens. You know, right. no, ma- no, no amount of fast reloading is going to make up for a 15-second penalty on, let's say, like a 50-second course, right? Right. So True. yeah, something like reliable is is uh, is definitely uh, key there. 
Okay. So what do you when you say reliable, what uh, type of shotguns do you recommend then? Uh, well, the pumps are, are typically the most reliable. So that would be like a Mossberg uh, 500 or a Remington 870. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and a lot of people have those. They're in, they're inexpensive. Again, when you're buying them, make sure you get something that's got interchangeable chokes so that you've uh, you give yourself that flexibility on the course. Mm-hmm. Um, for for your semis, the the real kind of king of three gun is the Benelli M2. Yeah, uh, it is so <laughs> expensive. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. And uh, so it's it's expensive. And then here in Canada, you really need the three and a half inch version to uh, to get the most into the shotgun. And try and find that guy in, in Canada. Try and find the three and a half inch Benelli M2 in Canada very difficult so um you know while the benelli m2 is great it's inertial action it's clean uh it's uh, it's very light uh, and it's reliable um you know i don't i don't actually see uh, a lot of them because they're just they're just hard to find and hard to buy uh, i have seen a lot of people running the, the remington versamax and one of the great things about that is that it fires everything from two and three quarter to three inch to three and a half inch uh but make sure you you verify that it's going to be reliable with the two and three quarter inch shells that you're going to be shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the last three gun match that I was at, there was a bunch of people out there with Versamaxes, like three or four that were running uh, like light target loads, like seven eighths uh, ounce uh, target loads. And they were having like, they were, they were running bolt action shotguns because they had to run the bolt every single time, rip that charging handle oh, back. Really? Cause it just wasn't, it wasn't kicking it back hard enough. Uh, so the, the Versamax is, is versatile. It, it will account for those different set leg shells, but it can't make it can't make up for the the sheer difference in recoil and uh, uh, gas pressure between a seven eighths light load and a one and one eighth uh, heavy load. So uh, right. make sure you, you you try it with the the shells that you're going to be using. And then the last one for a, like an inexpensive semi might be like a, a Stoger uh, uh-huh. 3500. That's what I'm running right now. Um, it's not. It's not perfect, and, and the reason why I say it's not perfect is that um, mine is like kind of on the edge with uh, with one ounce uh, target loads, so I have to run one and an eighth uh, handicap target loads, which uh, which just give give me a little bit more punch, um, and it cycles slower because it's because it's uh, an inertial action. It cycles a little bit slower than the uh, the uh, gas powered ones. Right. Okay. So, is there anything else we talked about? Well, you just talked about uh, shotgun um, loads. So generally, it's target loads that you're going to be running anyways. You know, it, it depends on your range, too. If if, okay. it, if you're running your shotgun stages on a shotgun-templated uh, range, you may be limited to 7.5 and, and number 8. At least that's what we are at, at, at my range. So uh-huh. on our shotgun range, you can't run anything else. So you can't run number fours. You can't. You can't run anything oh, okay. else. Um, you know, if you have a cylinder bore shotgun and you need to knock over steel at a longer distances, you you could use number fours. Uh, but I, I can't at my range. I, I can only run target loads. So you have to run a choke at my range. Long, long story short, you have to run a choke at my range if you want to shoot steel at uh, at medium and long distance. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just I, I run target loads, uh, just cheap Challenger one and an eighth ounce uh, handicap, and uh, that handicap is uh, like that you couldn't run this stuff in in uh, like a certified trap or anything like that because it's yeah. uh, I don't know I can't remember if it's the the load or the speed, but it's got more stank than uh, than than your standard uh, <laughs> trap loads, so uh, so it wouldn't be legal there. But it's fine in three gun. Okay. Um, and then for slugs, I run the cheapest stuff I can possibly find, uh, which right now is federal 12 gauge, two and three quarter maximum one ounce rifled okay. slugs, which I, they're about a buck each. And, uh, that's as, that's as cheap as you're going to find them. Unless you, unless you reload, if you reload your slugs, you can do those Lee, uh, drive key slugs. And, uh, those are real cheap because you can, you can just cast your own, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> You're not there yet? Are you no. thinking about uh, starting to reload for a shotgun? Uh, I keep seeing some really good deals online on shotgun reloaders, so I may at some point. And if I do, I'm not going to reload target ammo because it's already super cheap, but I will mm-hmm. reload uh, slugs Slug. and 
other weird stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any other tips you can give me or anybody else that's thinking about buying a shotgun for three gun? Um, if you're if you're looking at what to use to hold your shells, let's say let's say you're okay. not going to use your BR99. Your BR99 is good. If you if you use your AR pouches uh, for mm-hmm. that double mag pouches, that'll fit in those. You're you're golden on the magazines. But if you go for a tube fed shotgun, there's a bunch of different ways of holding your shells, and I would really uh, recommend getting something that's uh, run on the belt or on a, or uh, alternatively, if you can afford it, something on a chest uh, uh, purpose built chest rig. Okay. So there's there's like there's tactical vests that come with a, a, a little pocket or something like that for shotgun shells, and they each fit in their own little sleeve. And those mm-hmm. are garbage. Like you're not you're not going to win any uh, competitions with that because you're going to be pulling them out one by one, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing for a belt. Uh, if you get like the the bandolier or something like that with shotgun shells, that's not going to that, that'll give you the the capacity and the quantity of shells, but it's not very fast to load them. Um, so the the thing you'll be looking for is uh, is uh, like a caddy that's either belt mounted or uh, one that has uh, uh, a purpose built chest rig, so you can okay. run a whole bunch up on your uh, up on the chest, so you can uh, load a bunch in there. Personally, I like the ones that are stacked, so you can do the load two and the quad loads uh, really easily. Um, there are some out there that uh, have. Uh, the, the option of running that or running them one by one. That's kind of nice if you need to, for example, your your bolt is held to the back, just throwing one into the chamber, hitting the button, and then going back to your belt to grab more shells. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I run the stuff where I can do quad loads and uh, load twos because uh, – and I, I just run my, all my stuff on my belt. On your belt, okay. It makes it easy. Just having everything on your belt, you're done your, your, your stage, you – pull off your outer belt and it's got all this garbage on it and you put that off to the side and then you've you're you're just walking around with your normal belt you come back to the stage you throw on your belt and uh it's all like nice fast stuff yeah yeah i've seen the quad load um ones that you can attach to your belt uh yeah so they're pricey they are. I was just going to say, they're a little expensive. Yeah, it's specialty stuff. And uh, because it's like this specialty market, they uh, the prices are quite high on shot shell loaders. Yeah. There's some, um, there are some more inexpensive ones out there. TACCOM uh, is, uh, that's T-A-C-C-O-M. They run some really cheap uh, loaders. Well, mm-hmm. not really cheap, cheaper loaders than uh, than some of the other stuff out there. Uh, but like your Invictus Practicals and your um, AP Customs, those are all uh, quite a bit more expensive. And again, this this comes back to your club. You have to find out what the typical shot shell loadout will be on a club. Is it right. 10 rounds, 20 rounds, 30 rounds? Because my club runs them up to 30. And uh, <laughs> that, that get, like if I had to buy all AP custom stuff for a 30 shell stage... I, I would be broke. I would have like a thousand dollars worth of shot shell loaders on my belt. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It gets a little expensive. Yeah. But I mean, the the cheapest thing to do would get to to be uh, using a Mossberg or Remington um, or uh, or whatever semi you've got, kind of a thing. Uh, just th- with those uh, with those few nice to have modifications for uh, for shooting three gun, and then just with uh, uh, some inexpensive TACOM or other uh, uh, caddies with enough that you can uh, run your stage and you're good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. doesn't have to be too much. No, and go to the range with whatever you have, right? Absolutely. Go have fun. Yeah, yeah. If you're taking your hunting shotgun, make sure to take out the plug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal. You can't have more than two rounds in your in your magazine. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we had we had one guy come out to a match, and he was like, "Oh, how come you guys are running so many shells in there?" And we're like, "Well, because it's you can." And, he, and we asked him, "How many can you fit in your shotgun?" He's like, "Oh, two, I think." Two? I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> let's pull that plug out." <laughs> He's going yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure that he was grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a way cool. Uh, competition style for shotguns, shooting steel, shooting steel flappers that flip clays up into the air. I mean, there's a there's a lot more dynamic to it than uh, than what you get. Standing on the line and shooting clays. You got it. Yep. Yeah. So go ahead and have some fun, you guys. Go and try it. 
I'm going to go and try it as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's uh, look at some listener feedback. We got a couple of emails this week. We got one from Ryan. And he goes on to say, just wanted to let you know about the ORA and NCRRA precision rifle match that went on May 7th and 8th. We had 20 shooters out uh, from across Ontario with uh, many traveling four plus hours to get there. Sunday was a great day of shooting with 24 miles per hour winds and cooler temperatures. Uh, We finished up Sunday morning shooting 700 meters and 800 meters in even tougher winds of 30 miles per hour headwinds switching from 10 to 2 o'clock and with a little sleet mixed in. Yeah, it was actually not so great that that day. Uh, every uh, everyone had a great time and walked away with something f- off the prize table. A huge uh, thank you goes out to our sponsors, SFRC and Vortex Canada, for uh, donating a Viper PST six twenty four scope, and Vortex uh, for sending out a pile of swag, Bighorn Sales for sending a muzzle brake, and Elwood Epps for the gift cards. Thanks again for promoting this event, and the next match is going to be on June fifth at the Base Borden near Barrie, Ontario. For more information, visit the ORA website and check out the calendar. Thanks, Ryan. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll take this uh, next one from Mark. Uh, Mark says, hello, everyone. So at my work, they are raising money for juvenile diabetes by having a silent auction. I submitted a day at the gun range as an item, and they gladly accepted it. I spread the word around the building, and some people were pretty excited about it who had never shot a gun before. My work uh, daughter, who is anti-gun, that's, I've never heard work daughter before. That's kind of cool. <laughs> who's anti-gun, figured she would help raise extra money by raising the bids on the range day. Well, guess what? She won. At first, I told her if she didn't want to go, she could claim that she maintained her anti-gun stance by preventing anyone from shooting, but she has decided to go. The only thing that she is really worried about is that she may actually like it. Going through this auction has... Uh, even given me at least three other interested people that I'll probably be taking to the range this summer, and a group of my coworkers want me to organize a Christmas party range event. So if your workplace or group is looking for items to contribute to raise money for charity, offer up a range day and see what happens. Thanks, Mark Price. And he says, uh, P.S. In this age of the social justice warrior, I would like to give Slamfire Radio more than just thumbs or fish parts. I hereby give you your very own safe space for more guns, of course. Oh, that's awesome. I already added that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, good for him. And it sounds like he's going to be taking some people to the range, too. So good for him. Well, I love taking people from work out to the range because... Um, a, I'm in a city, so a lot of people who I work with haven't, haven't shot a gun before, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they've shot like a 22 when they were a little kid or something like that. And the, the funniest thing is that, uh, people are anti-gun until they do it. And they're like, oh, that's a lot of fun. Now I get it. And it's, they can't get it just by looking at it and seeing people shooting. They have to actually get out and yeah. bust a clay or shoot a, a metal target at 100 yards or something like that before they're like, oh, it finally clicks for them and they understand mm-hmm. what the allure is. Yeah, his work daughter is going to have a great time. Definitely. <laughs> All right, I have one that's from James. So he prefaces it by saying, sorry, Kelly. (laughs) So he says, please read this in a sexy or creepy voice. They both work for me. So, all right, I'll do that for you. All right, so here we go. (laughs) I opened the box and removed the new set of MSA Supreme Pro X. I brought my fingers to them teasingly and slid them up up to the edge biting my lower lip, staring at the brand Supreme Pro-X. The new gel cups were so soft and supple, I had to give them a kiss, a little tease, and then I spread them apart and put them on my motorboating ears. Wonder What, what a wonderful feeling. I took them to the range and ran some 223 and 40 Smith & Wesson and was able to hear the range commands while shooting. My shooting partner, Don, and I could communicate while discharging the ARs. Moving, moving, reloading. The motorboating ear sponges had some wonderful gel cups. Feel very nice, but not quite the same as a pair of real women's motorboating devices. Real ones 
are a lot more fun. Definitely worth every Canadian penny. Bob's your uncle. P.S. I, I say what's funny. I don't always mean what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the train honking in the background, too, just to enunciate a little bit. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Thanks, James. Yeah. That was awesome. Throw an yeah. exclamation point on there. Yeah. <laughs> Motorboating ear sponges. Hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we have uh, another? Right. Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the next one here. The next one here is from Archie Perry. It says, Dear Slamfire Radio, I've been really busy this past week, uh, but I just wanted to send you a quick note. I'm humbled by everyone's generosity and kindness. Thanks for everything, big and small. It means a lot, and I really appreciate it. I won't name names until I get some new recording equipment and I can send you a, a, a proper letter. Uh, thank you, Archie Perry. Oh, that's that's a really nice letter. And, uh, yeah, we're happy to do it. So everybody contribute. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if you would like to send us an email uh, – and it can either be about the motorboating ear sponges, if you want, like uh, <laughs> James did. Uh, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Any iTunes reviews there, Adriel? Uh, no, I didn't see any uh, this week. None this week. So uh, drop by iTunes and uh, give us a five-star rating. Right now we have 131 five-star ratings so far. So we have 101 in Canadian, 28 American, one U.S. And we even got the uh, England one in there too. So that's awesome. Um, just make sure that it's funny or it's something that you might want to hear on the show and we'll uh, we'll get it on here for you. So drop on by. Um, what about shout-outs? You got any for us, Adriel? Yeah, I got one. Uh, shout out to Byron. He's the uh, uh, listener who has the Weatherby uh, SA-08, the uh, semi-auto shotgun that is probably the same thing as the uh, Pardis uh, um, SL. So he's going to send me that uh, the heavy load piston, and I'm going to try it out with some 3-inch Magnums. Excellent. And I have one. It's going out to Trevor and to Matthew for leaving us alone and doing this. <laughs> it was fun. I, you know what, Adriel? We can do this. We can do this, right? We can do this. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't need them. I didn't even have to bleep out any swears. No. And we didn't have to stop, really, at all. No. No. So, we're okay, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. On that note, we'd like you to go and join one of our national firearms associations, such as the uh, Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights, or even CSSA. Uh, it's actually really important for you to go uh, support them because they actually support us. So also you can go and check us out on Gun Owners of Canada, and uh, you can uh, you know drop us a line there as well if you don't want to send us an email. Uh, check us out on Facebook as well. Give us a like. We're at 1,448 likes right now, so that's wonderful. Uh, we have 101 thumbs up, uh, five gold stars, and two flukes, two manatee flippers, and one safe space. and that's it uh got any words of wisdom to anybody oh i need that safe space i uh (laughs) i'm out right now i i actually left a bunch of shotguns a bunch of part of shotguns at my parents house in in their safe (laughs) that's what happens when you five when you buy five within last month right no i don't uh, i don't have any words of wisdom but uh, i do have uh good night san diego and I have good night, James. <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.